Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello. What, what do I say? Are <laughs> <laughs> we keeping that in? Hello, welcome to Parenting Hell yeah. with. Hello, and welcome to Parenting Hell with. Autumn, can you say Autumn. Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. And can you say Josh Widdicombe? Oh, good job. That's very cute. Oh, yeah. I think once is enough. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Absolutely killing the dream there. That's enough, Autumn. Yeah, that's enough, Autumn. This is probably never get used, but I'm so excited to show this clip of my daughter, Autumn. Say your name's Autumn is two, and I've listened to the podcast since I was pregnant with her. Due with a little brother in September. Uh, I found out I was pregnant on the same day as your book signing in Blue Water. Thanks for the laughs, Charlie. Oh, yeah, of course cool, you did. Right, okay, well, you're after child support. <laughs> is that what's going on here, Josh? Um, oh, yeah, thanks for that. Also... We do get all your emails and messages, and we do go through all of them. We've got someone that goes through them all, because there's so many. Yeah, not personally. No. Because so, someone will someone come up to me on the way to the Wembley gig, went, oh, Rob, we're coming to the show, and oh, cool, seeing a bitch. I actually emailed you a couple of weeks ago about the um, a, a charity, but she said it to me like my mum had messaged me about like a cousin's birthday. You know, like something's quite yeah. important within the fans. I actually did email you like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, I said, and I went, I'm going to be honest with you, I'll never see that email. I don't even respond to my own emails, never mind <laughs> ones for parents in hell. But they do get read and we go through them all. Yeah. So they will be read, but I, yeah. they will, or I can guarantee you I will not be going through every email. Yeah. I just don't have the time for that. I cannot emphasize enough how many layers there are before it gets to us. The answer being one. <laughs> But yeah, not, it doesn't mean we don't appreciate them. We do. We love them. I just can't. I don't. I, I don't have this time to read um, read every, every one. But um, they they do get seen and and come through to us eventually. We don't have a huge amount of time at the moment, Rob. We're on tour, aren't we? How are you feeling? <laughs> yeah, I I am so. I think it's the most tired I've ever been. Yeah, it's all my complaining about having kids. Who knew that actually going to work's harder? Going to work's harder. <laughs> No, I'm not no, saying that. No, it's not. It's not the harder at all. However, doing a, an arena show and then doing the school run the next day when you've had three hours sleep because you've had too oh much adrenaline is, is knackering. Oh, my God. 
And then, oh man. But, oh, I can't barely speak. Right, here we go. (laughs) No, it isn't exhausting, like, as in, like, going down a mine. However, when you've travelled the country with someone and you've done five gigs this week with someone, and on that gig you talk about your kids, I feel like me and you have reached our limit. (laughs) I love you, Josh. I don't know if I can talk about your children anymore. (laughs) This week. Don't panic. The podcast will carry on. But I think it's a good reason why we did arenas and a short amount. Because if we'd done an 80-day theatre tour... I think it would be the end of this podcast. It's impossible to care about your kids and my kids for that much amount of time, John. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I've got to do the wheel tonight. (laughs) I didn't know you were doing that. that, And that takes a lot of energy, that. I just didn't comprehend... And do you know what I'm doing tomorrow, Rob? I did these. I just thought because the wheel is an easy, like a fun, easy one, right? I was well, like, sort of, but it's quite intense. It's very Saturday night. You've got to be buzzed up for it. It's not yeah, labour intensive. Do a lot of you got to dance. You spend round on a wheel next to like Gino DeCampo and someone from First Dates. Normally, when I do the wheel, I'm like, I really hope it lands on me because you want to be in the show. Yeah. Tonight, I'm like, I hope I'm the guy that doesn't get a question. <laughs> what I don't think we factored in was Josh. I was treating these arena shows like tour gigs when you do stand up, but yeah. actually, it, I didn't realise it because there's so many people, it's so yeah. much stress and so much pressure, and your your brain's constantly whirring because it's like it's a totally yeah. new skill to learn. And and we're doing we're doing loads of improv and loads of like messing around with the audience yeah. and stuff. It's like you can't. It's not just churning out a script. By improv, we mean improvised chat. We're not going on. If anyone's worried about the show, we don't go on and go. Give me a, a time. Give me an accent. Give me an object and see. Okay, you're in Boston in the mid eighties in a kitchen, but you've got no utensils. Just chopsticks. <laughs> what <are> you making? <laughs> Um, no, but we like that. It's not a scripted show as such. So yeah. it's a lot of thinking. But I didn't, I didn't take into consideration how tiring it is having like 15,000 people in front of you. No. And then the adrenaline. I'm going to, I've got jet lag, Josh. I go to sleep at 4 a.m. now and wake up at 7 a.m. I've had three hours sleep a night for the last five days. Oh my God. So, so you've got to do the wheel. You've just come back from the school run. I've just done the school run, right? I've just got up. <laughs> Done the school run. Yeah. I just taught my daughter into going to breakfast club so that I could get the school run done. Because I wanted to do the school run because Rose has been doing so many bedtimes. And also, yeah. my daughter's been playing up a bit because I've been away so much. Yeah, yeah, because they, they know they're outnumbered. Um, she was said this morning, because I'm not here tonight because I'm doing the wheel. <laughs> she was like, wait till you hear what I'm doing tomorrow, Rob. <laughs> what, are you doing to- what are you doing tomorrow? Well, I just say, she said this morning, she was like, oh, why is daddy always working? So you're yeah. like, oh, God, I need to, so I wanted to do the school run. So I get up, do the school run, do this, shower, get in the car for the wheel, do the wheel. Yeah. Get home with my body clock absolutely effed. And then tomorrow, this was another thing I wanted to do because yeah. I was like, I think it'll be really fun and I'm interested in it as a show. But tomorrow, my car is at 7.30 a.m., Rob. <laughs> So yeah. I'll probably have three hours sleep. Yeah. And I'm doing, I'm, 
one of the people being painted for Portrait Artist of the Year. <laughs> so on three hours sleep, I'm going to have to sit silently for four hours just staring into the distance. People literally watching paint dry. Well, it's, it's a TV show now. It's on Sky Arts, Rob. It's a big deal on They're Sky. literally watching paint dry. Yeah, people that love is- it. <laughs> So you're getting paid. Where, where's the painting going on? Where do you got to go? Uh, Battersea Art Centre. Oh, okay, so that's early start though, isn't it? I know. I can't believe it. I want to do these things, but they've all fallen wrong. And then after this tour, I've got a break. But I feel like I can't quite believe what's happening to me at the moment. <laughs> so you've got to do the wheel. But at least you just sat down. That's easy, isn't I, it? You've got to say, the thing about me, Rob... Yeah. Is I do span the genres in the space of 24 hours. I'm doing the wheel and portrait artist of the year. Yeah. So what, what position you're going to adopt? I would lie down. Um, You'd lie down. Like one of the French girls, you know, like Kate Winslet in Titanic. Oh, what? Like on a chaise long kind of thing? Yes. Or just lie down. I'd get a pillow and lie down and go to sleep. That yeah. is quite a funny angle as well. If you're, cause I, basically, if you lay down and go to sleep, the only thing they're not getting is the eyes. Yeah, but that's my best feature, Rob. No, but I think that would be quite funny as well if you just lay there and go sleep for four hours. I would. Oh, my God. That would be so funny. It's where you go, I'm so, go on and so go, like, I'm really tired. Obviously, I'm knackered. Obviously, do speakings and then just go sleep. Oh, my God. That sounds so good. You can't that be talking as so they do good. it. It's not like banter, is it? I don't, yeah, you, you kind of talk to Mango and um, Joan Bakewell. Look, I have 20 minutes of Mango and Bakewell and then yeah. I get a kip. I'd find that funny if I watched that show. I mean, I'm never going to watch it. No offence. <laughs> it's not, it's uh, not for nah, you, Rob. It's not for it's me. It's so. Central. We love it in my house. We love it in my house. Fair enough, fair enough. You love it. Um, so, yeah, because that's the thing, isn't it? When you come back from doing loads of work and you're knackered... Your kids are still there. The kids are still, <laughs> the kids are still there. And Lou and Rose have been doing all of the childcare. Yeah, yeah. So we did the O2 yeah. on Saturday, Friday night. Tell me about... You sat. So we finished. There was a bar full of people I didn't know. On <laughs> Friday night. Yeah, it was. there was about 100 people in the bar, and I knew about four of them. I was relieved when I saw it was a paying bar and we weren't financing the bar. That was a relief. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, so we finished a Friday night, did the O2. Which was incredible. They've all been incredible. Thank you so much to everyone who's come because we've had an, one of the reasons. It's been so amazing. It's just such a kind of incredible feeling to do these shows, and it's been such a joy. And the atmosphere in the room is so yeah. supportive and warm and, and, and yeah. fun. So, yeah, so my, my daughters came to the O2 show, didn't they? They watched backstage, and then I, I brought them out on stage for a bit. And then in the interval, Josh, I had to try and um, get them in a taxi with a babysitter to go home. So I'm stood in the bowels of the O2, hearing all that in the background. Like it's, like it's like a Rocky film. You know, when they like, the fighter yeah. has a breakdown before the fight, you can hear all the crowd. And yeah. I've got, I've got, I'm holding two car seats, waiting for a taxi that's late with the babysitter and my kids. And they, they want to stay, but it's getting late and it's too late for them. And Lou is watching it with her family somewhere else. So I'm like, they weren't going to come at all. So it was sort of like an added bonus. You know, I get them in the taxi and they've never sort of been out and about away from us with the babysitter. The babysitter's always been in our house, obviously. Yeah, of course. So yeah. it's the first time we've tried to go a bit ad hoc. And yeah. um, anyway, I put them in the car and they were like, my youngest is going, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. And then there was the cab driver and the babysitter. And they love Lisa and they get, you know, but then yeah. she went... Where are we going? I went, well, you're going to go home now and go to bed. And she went, what, in this car? I went, yeah. She went, but it's not our car. I went, I know. It's a taxi. She went, so we're going, but with no one in our family. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, here you are. And then I went, and then she went, but I want you to come and I want you to come home. And I was like, I, I literally cannot, if any moment in my life, I cannot leave. 
to take you home. It's now. I just can't oh come Oh, my up. God. So then I promised them a toy, swimming, and Pizza Express the next day. So we did all of that the next morning, which was yeah. which was fun. But, um, yeah, but that was quite stressful. And then, so you then get home after the gig at yeah. about, what, one? Got home at one. I couldn't sleep till about four again. Oh, my God. So you're lying in bed just staring at the ceiling, or are you up and about? So I watch telly for a bit, then I'm sort of laying in bed watching TikTok till the phone falls on my face. That's my new technique at the moment. Right, yeah. I wonder why, wonder why you're up till four. Because <laughs> all those sleep experts say, do look at, like, oh, small clips. Fucking Captain Sleepy, king of the sleep. This guy. <laughs> This guy now knows how to Small sleep. clips on a bright screen. That's ideal. <laughs> Short, in-your-face, energetic clips. Look, I like to challenge myself when it gets to sleepy time. And if there are a team of 5,000 algorithm bastards making an algorithm to keep me on that app, I will fight against that. I see it as a challenge. You think you can keep me hooked? Good luck. What's that? I'm up to seven hours a day on screen time and it's not even lockdown? Sure. That seems normal, doesn't it? Rob. Yeah. I just had a panic, right, while you were talking, and I yeah. thought, what time's my car for the wheel? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. how much time have I got? We finished at 12. Are you doing the early one or the late one? Uh, I must be doing the late one because my car's at 3.15. Okay. But I clicked on my calendar. <laughs> I've, I've booked in personal training at two. I haven't even got a fucking break. When did I do that? Doing it, so you're exercising. You're going to be. I think you might knock that on the head. Just your body needs rest. Josh. God, I've paid for it, Rob. <laughs> yeah. So just exhaust yourself some more because of money guilt. Yeah. Welcome to my world. So yeah, I'd say your body needs rest more than it needs to be uh, forced into crunches. <laughs> Oh, crunchy. That's one of the problems. I've been eating so much chocolate to keep me going. Right, okay. Last night, Rob, I ate a full bag of dairy milk buttons before we went on. <laughs> you did seem quite buzzed up. Yeah. So, well, you tell me, take me through your yeah, weekend. So, and then. So, then, then so, so I got to bed about four. Then the kids woke us up at like six, seven. <laughs> oh, my word. So I'm up at six, seven. Night after playing the O2. Yeah, so then we um, had to uh, drop some wallpaper off at the new house. So we should be moved soon. That's a, oh, that's, I can't even process that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was sort of talking to you and I just sort of remembered all the things I've got to do. Anyway, oh, so, and then, so we went there, and then we went, and then we took them uh, swimming. <laughs> went yeah. swimming with them, which was, you know, Great. So they loved it. So that was nice. And then we took them to, um, but actually we did it quite well because like they, I promised them toy shop. But I sort of treat it. We took them swimming. Then we took, we found a pizza express. that was really near the swimming pool, went there. And then we went to Sainsbury's to get these little two quid rabbits. They love them. So we got them some of them. Then we went back home and I was exhausted at this point. I had a couple of hours yeah. sleep and I said to Lou, at three o'clock, I might have a little lie down. And I don't want to moan because Lou's been looking after the kids all week, right? Yeah. And I get it. And then she came to the O2, and obviously it's a late night. All day Saturday, she kept going, oh, I'm shattered. I was like, all right. <laughs> and she went, I went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she went, yeah, she go. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's tiring, isn't it, going to an, like an arena because they're so big, you're walking around, and there's a lot of energy, you know, there's a lot of people there and stuff, just knackering. I was like, I fucking did the show. I did it four days in a row and travelled across the country. <laughs> I'm tired too, Lou. Um, 
But to be fair, she went, go and have a lie. After we did the swimming and all that, she went, go and have yeah. a lie down, right? And I had a massive Romana, right? Romana, big old. Right. Oh. The, the amount of free oh, advertising these word. fuckers you get. Where's tired. my black card for Pizza Express? That's what I don't know. Where do I not start getting You must be so tired. Like, that's the thing. When you're, because I've been really <laughs> hot on eating well on the tour because yeah. it really tires me. And then yesterday, that's why I ended up in Buttonsgate. Yeah. I just, I was so well, tired. Well, yeah, because we've been really good. On t- oh, we've been eating very healthy on tour yeah. at a set time and low carb because if you have too many carbs, yeah. you will go in a coma. Exactly. But, but I, I went, went carb central over the Me weekend too. just to keep myself going. And yeah. it was like, my body oh, was just like, delicious. what the fuck is going I felt, I had a carb hangover yesterday. I'm not drinking. <laughs> and I had a hangover from how many carbs I had. And then last night I got home at 11 p.m. and made cheese on toast just to really <laughs> feed the beast. So uh, when I got in last night, I'd left over Pizza Express from Saturday lunchtime oh. that was still in the fridge. Oh, God. And, um, yeah, so Lou went, go and have a little lie down upstairs. So I thought, do you know what, have a little lie down. I put a podcast on and was playing my little FIFA game on the Switch, right? Yeah. And um, it's like a 90-minute game, but it, like, it goes, it, it's about four minutes, but for 90 minutes, they speed it up, obviously. I'm doing yeah. career mode. On the 15th minute of computer time, which is about 30 seconds into the game, yeah. I fell asleep. Right, I was like, it, it fell on my head. The classic, Amazing. a device falling on my face. I know it's bedtime. Yeah. yeah. So I thought I'll just shut my eyes for a bit. So it's three p.m. Right. I woke up at seven thirty. Fuck off. I woke up at seven thirty. It is like your jet lag. Just like, <laughs> like you know, like 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 you know, you drown. You know, you're drowning I'm in so a dream. Jealous. I'm so jealous. I know. And then, but Lou let me sleep that whole time. Then I woke up, and then um, then I watched boxing and all that. And then the kids went to bed. But then my youngest keeps waking up. So we, we don't know what to do here, Josh. This is actually some actual parenting chat. She basically wakes up at like two in the morning every night and come in and go, I had bad, bad dreams, bad dreams and all that. And she just won't go to bed in, until we lay with her, especially like, like we're both yeah. of us to take turns. So I was like sleeping in her bed for like, well, I couldn't get sleep to about three because I was still awake. So I slept in her bed oh for about an hour and then she woke up again. Then Lou got in with her. Anyway, so that's, we got to work out what to do. That sounds like something she'll just get through though, right? Yeah, true. Hopefully. But we're, but then we're switching bedrooms soon. We should be moving in a few weeks. So we should be switching bedrooms soon. So we like, we, can't, we don't want to change anything in this one. And their room's so stark at the moment because we're like getting rid of old cabinets and right, boxes and stuff yeah, up yeah, and slowly yeah. packing. So anyway, that was, so we didn't get much sleep. Then I woke up and then, up again the next day at 7am. Um, at 9.20am, I'm in the car with Lou, two children and a dog to a forest school birthday party. So we, me and Lou are walking the dog around a forest while they were at forest school. And then in what was like a sitcom scene, the dog slipped out of the um, his harness somehow, yeah. I don't know how, yeah. like some sort of prison break, and run into the forest school birthday party, jumping all <laughs> over the kids. Some of the kids hate dogs. Kids are crying, shouting, jumping. Oh, my God. And they managed to get him back. And then, yeah, we do forest school with the kids until about one o'clock. Then I get the tube up to Wembley. Quite a chilled tube journey, actually. It was just a marathon and an FA Cup semi-final at Wembley <laughs> Stadium, so that was quiet. Then got to the oh arena and then I had a kip for an hour at the arena before the gig. But the gig went really well. And then um, it, this, that brings us now to 9am on Monday after getting home late. Oh, well, well done. The gig was lovely. Thanks to Jonathan Ross as well. He was incredible. Yeah, guess um, so far, Jonathan Ross, Alex Brooker, Jack D, Catherine Ryan and Tom Davis, of course. Yeah, big Tom. They've been great. But yeah, it's, uh, wasn't it someone like, I love all those guys, but Jonathan Ross and Jack D, because I've watched them as a kid. Yeah. It feels really weird, doesn't it, them being on the stage? It's so exciting. You just want to go, just tell me stories. We were, <laughs> we went to the bar afterwards with Jack D, and you just want to go, could you tell me everything that happened to you between 1991 and 2000, please? Yes. That's and what I, I wanted to I say. I promise not to interrupt. He's so funny where he's like, he's quick 
turn of phrase is so fast and so brutal and so full stopped. So like, yeah. when I came in the bar, because I came in a bit later, there, there was, I needed to get a chair. He was on like a booth and there was one chair facing the wall on a table. And I was like, oh, should I sit over here? And then he just went with the perfect time. He went, would you? And it was so <laughs> perfect. And he didn't stumble over it. He didn't, everything is so lean. Isn't it? Yeah. And all his jokes and even just in person, he's so good. Meeting so those people, not meeting, but like, yeah, well, meeting them, you said you just realise why they were just at the top of the tree for so long. Just, oh, there's just levels when you see, you know, yeah. you go, you come from the circuit and you start doing a bit well and get a few bits and bobs and you see certain people. Even I, I think I've calmed down now, but everyone gets a bit of a swagger when they first start doing well and you think you're like the bee's knees. But when you compare those people to someone like Jack D who's been doing it 30 years and still loves it and loves the craft and works on it, it's just... Different, different level. And he's swagger free. Swagger free. No arrogance, no ego. Just he knows he's good. He don't have yeah. to show off or prove it. It's more of an insecurity when you start giving it the big one. Yeah. Shall I talk you through my weekend? Yeah. Right? So what did you do after the O2? Because we did, for context, we did Wednesday Nottingham, Thursday Cardiff, Friday O2. The O2. One day off Wembley. So got home at about one, got to sleep about two, got up seven on Saturday. <laughs> Uh, looked after the kids. Yeah, I had a, I had a stag do. This is mad. <laughs> what a mad thing to ha- do. I didn't realise how tired I'd be. So this was a stag do in Coventry. So is it a one day out or a three day and you're just going in for one day? Just being kind of airdropped in. Like a strip Saturday up. to Sunday morning, but they've got their Friday lunchtime kind of thing. Okay, yeah. Saturday morning, take my daughter out on her bike. She's desperate to go out on her bike. Obviously, cut that too fine because you're trying to get as much parenting in as possible. Do you know what I mean? Also, take the pressure off Rose. She's because she's basically had them all week on her own, and then you've yeah. gone stag do, and then you're off again tomorrow to Wimbledon. I know. <laughs> and then the and will, also, and then Paul Dray. Oh, this. I know. It was really bad. <laughs> but if it's any consolation to Rose, yeah. Yeah. by the Saturday morning. It's, I'm not stag, stag, stag. I'm not like here. No, we you're not going. drinking. We've not been drinking. I'm not drinking because I've got Wembley the next day. So I'm I'm basically going to Coventry to be around drunks. So I I take my daughter cycling, and then I'm like, I've got I've got to get hair. This is the only time I can fit in a haircut before a portrait artist. So I'm booked in for a haircut at 11 a.m. That I would say is the most relaxed bit of my week. That haircut, yeah. lovely. She said, do you want me to massage your head while I do the conditioner? I'm like, this is absolutely what I need. All yeah. that kind of stuff. Have a cup of tea, little little cup of popcorn they give you. It's <laughs> glorious. It is cup relaxation. It's just a children's popcorn. hairdressers. It's not far off, mate. It's <laughs> great. I loved it. Would you like a little cup of popcorn? No, I fucking wouldn't. <laughs> Cut my hair. Talk I'm 37. To Harry about Ibiza. Talk to my hairdresser Harry about Ibiza. I, I, then, all hairdressers love Ibiza. Yeah. Oh, he lived in Ibiza for six years. Lovely bloke. Lovely bloke. Then go to the stag do. Train drive. Train. Um, Michael's on the train because Michael's on the stag do. We've spent too much time together in the last week, so we both took our books out straight away when we get on the train. <laughs> stag, 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 stag. You're reading your books up to Coventry. Up to Coventry, go to non-league football game, which was really good fun, and then go back to the uh, house bit, and then someone, one, one of the people I don't know, who's a, a uni friend of what, the stag. What, what, what was the energy like? <clears throat> Were they all a bit hungover from a big yeah, night? They're all hungover from the yeah. big night. So I'm like, this is quite good that I'm not drinking. Yeah. It's not too boozy. 
go back, it's like darts and pools going on. One of the people is going home on the last train that evening. And I start right. to think, I'm tempted by this now. <laughs> You're supposed to be staying over. Then I hear that you've got to share a bed. Is, is double beds oh. shared. I'm like, I'm doing fucking Wembley Arena tomorrow. I can't soberly share a bed with a drunk <laughs> the night before Wembley Arena, surely. Yeah, I mean, also, like, you, you don't, I don't ever want to poo poo the fun, but I'd, I'd always rather, even if everyone else is in one place, just go and find a Premier Inn and go on my own. Yeah. Yeah. I've just, the days of me wanking next to a sleeping man are over. I want my own <laughs> space. Some fair on me and him. It is. So, but I'm enjoying the stag. But yeah. then this guy's like, I'm going to get the last train. And I'm like, also, I know that Rose is, is really up to her eyeballs in parenting. Yeah. So I should really get home to take the strain tomorrow. Because realistically, I'm not getting home till mid-morning at the earliest. Yeah. And then you've got to shoot off anyway after. Uh, I've got to shoot off. So we get the last train. Nice bloke. We get to the cab that's going to drive us to the train. We get in the cab, it's like nine o'clock in the evening. When we get in the cab, I realise he is absolutely hammered. Right, okay. And I am stone cold sober. <laughs> and we've got a two and a half hour journey together to get through. <laughs> so he's going back to London as well? He's not just going back to London, Rob. He lives right near me. So we're going to end up getting a taxi together <laughs> right, okay. as well. So like, this is like John Candy and Steve Martin in um, yeah. playing Train to Yeah, Steve Martin was incoherent... And unable to form a sentence. <laughs> so we get to the station. I can't like He's a nice bloke, but he's, he, you ask him something and he kind of stares for a minute before <laughs> replying. Okay. And you feel rude to just whip the book out. Yeah. yeah he's up for can't a chat. Can't do that. He's with, with TV, he's Josh Willicombe. Yeah. Well, I don't think he, I don't think he knows that. <laughs> I don't think he's aware. <laughs> I kind of, I, I have to find our train for, he wouldn't have, I don't know, I wouldn't have fancied him getting on the train. Right. We get on the train, we have a conversation. He says about how drunk he is. I go, oh, I'm not drinking. And he asks me why I'm not drinking and we have a five minute chat about why I'm not drinking. <laughs> and then about five minutes later, uh, he, he's, he's desperate for the toilet. He goes to look for a toilet. He's gone 10 minutes, I'll be honest. It's glorious that 10 minutes. <laughs> Right, can I... Okay, so if... Because you don't know this guy, you've sort of been thrown together at the stag do. If he's gone for the whole train journey yeah. and then you pull in at London, do you just get off and say, see you later, mate? Well, it's interesting you ask that. We're about to see what happens, right? <laughs> okay, all right. So he comes back from the, the toilet. When he's left the stag, he's taken two bottles of beer and said, can I, I'm going to take these for the train. So I've put them in my bag because he doesn't have a bag. And I go, do you want your beers? Yeah. And he goes... Yeah, do you want one each? And I'm like, we've literally, yeah. five minutes ago, I had a conversation about how I'm not drinking. And he goes, you don't drink. I'm like, <laughs> like, like he's never heard it before. It was unbelievable, right? <laughs> so then he can't open the bottles of beer because he doesn't have a bottle opener. So I do that thing where you use one bottle of beer to open the other bottle of beer. Yeah. And he basically downs that first bottle of beer. And I'm like, well, I can't open your second bottle because I've used, that's my technique. We're about 20 minutes from London by this point. And I go, there's a huge group of Norwegian Liverpool fans that are hammered down there. They will definitely have a bottle opener. Why don't you just go and ask them? Yeah. So he kind of goes to the Liverpool fans and he just doesn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, he sat with them. He just sits down with them. 
I can't see him. He's, it's like right at the other end. It's one of those trains that goes all the way. It's open the whole way. It's not a proper yeah. train. It's one of those like a southern train style. And so I just start listening to a, a podcast. I'm like, this is this is bliss. And then we pull into Euston and he's still not come back. And I look, and we've stopped now and people are getting off the train. And I look down the carriage and in the far distance, I can see him kind of, Hugging and kissing on the cheek, the Norwegian Liverpool fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think, fuck this, I'm off. I'm not staying around to say goodbye to a man that didn't even remember the conversation we had. Yes, I agree. You'll never see him again. I'll never see him again. So then I leave and then I get to the cab and there's a huge queue for the cabs. And I'm like, stood in the queue for the cabs, shitting myself that he's going to come around the corner at any minute. <laughs> Luckily, I get in the cabs, get home. I actually got a text from him in the morning. Actually, I got a text from him in the morning. And it was, so it was all fine. Right. Saying, you know, thank you for uh, your company on the train, etc. And I said it, we had a lovely time. Yeah. He was a nice bloke. I'd say we're at different levels of inebriation. Yeah, but it's mad, isn't it? When you're that pissed, you will just wander over and just chat to people. Yeah. Yeah, and then Sunday parenting, gymnastics, bike rides, straight to Wembley. You just, it's just been intense. Yeah. It's yeah. incredibly intense. But that's uh, it's, it's nearly at an end now, though, Josh. We can get back to normality. Because I feel like I've survived parenting rather than done any the last week. Yeah. I started walking out of the room. What do you mean? Like, this morning, they're all screaming and shouting. And then my youngest started playing the recorder. I just stood up and walked and just sat in another room on my own. <laughs> <laughs> no telly on, no phone, just sat there staring. Lou pissed herself laughing. I, it was just like, no, nope, not for me. You know, like when uh, drunks get on a train and you just get up yeah. and go, right, I'm just going to go the other carriage. Oh, immediately. well, drunks on a train, Rob. I got the train to Wembley yesterday. Wembley Arena, because I thought it'd be quicker. And I was sat on the Metropolitan Line. A fucking rugby team got on. <laughs> Let me play you what was going on. Yeah. Someone brought a fucking bugle and 30 rugby players onto the train. I was like, when will I get to relax in my life? <laughs> All you wanted was a little cup of popcorn, wasn't it? I Another just wanted cup. a cup of fucking popcorn and my headphones and a bugle's fucking playing. <laughs> like, I thought this was a cliche. They had hoodies on with their nicknames and the words, what goes on tour stays on tour. And you're like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I, wait, anyone under 25, I'll let you have that. Over 25, sort your fucking life out. Oh, man, I'm so tired, Rob. Um, do you want to do some correspondence? Yeah, go on. Thank you for all the texts <laughs> as well, by the way, that we've got, because we do a text thing during the live shows. Yes. And some of the texts are so good. We'll, we'll maybe go through some of them, um, the ones we didn't get through, on an episode one day. Yeah, that'd be good. Because we're not releasing the... Um... We're not releasing them. We filmed Manchester, so we'll put some clips online at some point. We'll get around to that, won't we? Follow it on the Instagram or whatever. Oh, my God. Here we go. Da, 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 da. Hi, Rob and Josh. Enjoyed the show in Nottingham this week. Me and my mate actually got a funny look from someone in front for laughing too enthusiastically. <laughs> Warning, tooth fairy talk. Here we go. Okay, that's a, that's a warning. Um, also, I should make it... The other day, we did a warning for talking about the tooth fairy, but I, be, before that, I talked about my erect penis. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a problem. Yeah, but my erect penis is not a myth. 
That's one of the, the creepiest things anyone's ever said. My daughter now nine still believes in a tooth fairy. Yesterday she pulled out a tooth and I thought she'd forgotten at bedtime. Of course she hadn't. No cash in the house. I'm not willing to tell her it's a liar. I scrambled around, found some stray euros in a drawer. When confronted with this strange coin in the morning, I panicked and went, well, maybe she'd just finished a shift in Spain and only had euros with her. She nodded and was like, ah, oh, of course, that explains it. Fair play. <laughs> All we do is lie to kids. Is she ever going to trust me when she's older thank you jenny from huddersfield um here we go i've got a boomer story here. i'm submitting a boomer story on behalf of my dad when he was 11 he wanted to be a footballer when he grew up he got a call one day from a talent scout inviting him to a training program and he was over the moon it turned out to be a random man my granddad had met in the pub and he asked oh him to God. call my dad thinking it would be a laugh oh no oh. No. Don't feel too bad for him though my granddad had a stroke when we were all on holiday and my dad told me it was because i'd beat him at chess Assuming what? I would understand that that wasn't the case, I was six, so I had no understanding of nuance and assumed that I'd actually nearly killed my granddad. Oh, my God. My dad still insists this wasn't his fault. Amazing. So then what happens here is bad parenting breeds bad parenting. <laughs> <laughs> Maisie, it's up to you to stop. Yeah. Stop, stop it the now. chain. Stop, stop the chain. Stop the chain. Anyway, Maisie, I hope you're okay. And just let know, it wasn't beating your granddad at chess that gave him the stroke. No. Do you want another boomer, Josh? Yeah. There we go. Oh, on this. Hi, Rob and Josh. In an episode a while back, someone wrote in about their friend postponing their kid's birthday till they were free due to work shift patterns. It reminded me of a boomer parenting story courtesy of my dad, Johnny. His parents are huge Bon Jovi fans. I think his parents pretty much went to every tour he did in the UK for a long time. So each year when tickets were released, they'd rush to get their hands on some and plan everything around it later. Along come Johnny's fourth birthday and his parents realised they've screwed up. Tickets had already been purchased. It's the same day in London. We live in the Midlands. Okay. Now, as I said, they are fanatical, totally. So they decide to postpone Johnny's birthday because he won't know the difference. Oh. And pretend it's the following day instead. They still went to see Bon Jovi. At four, I think you can still nearly get away with that. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's fair. I think the fact it's such a naff band makes it wrong. But apart from that, I mean, come on. But I've got a similar thing. Not a similar thing, but I'm doing the double up of my daughter's school's summer fate and blur at Wembley on the same day in July. But are you going to both? I'm going to both. But your heart's not really in the fate. I don't think the fate matters, mate. You don't have to do it. You don't have to go to the fate. It'd be nice to go to, but I don't think... It's not like she's doing a performance or something or it's parents' evening. Well, we're just... I'll ask for your advice on this. This is kind of the... We're just approaching. We're two weeks away from my son's second birthday. Yeah. Three weeks away. Oh, you're nearly two years away from enjoying a holiday. Well done. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely little moment in time. Two years away from going on a holiday you might enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. My question is, do we fucking bother? What, two-year-old birthday? Um, the way I look at it, you've got to do something in the day to keep him busy. Rose would go party. What would you do? Air cut and I lie down. I think the party, he's the one that's going to be least interested in it. True. Has he got any little mates from nursery? Not really. There's some There's some there, but, you know. Yeah. I don't think two-year-olds really have mates, I think you they? could go out for a little bit of lunch or take him somewhere he likes, something he likes to do and have a bit of cake. 
Yeah, fine. You want a photo and sing it to him, don't you? Um, anyway, so Johnny spent the day being babysat by the neighbours who were fully aware of the ploy. Johnny's mum joked with the neighbour that she'd tell him when he was 18, and as a guilt gift, they bought him a big boy bike for his fourth birthday. Okay, so they've missed the birthday, but they bought him a bike yeah. for the next day. So along came Johnny's 18th birthday, and the family got a phone call from his old neighbour, who had since retired and moved to Dorset. As it was his 18th, he presumed... She was calling him to wish him well. In fact, she had held on to the secret for 14 years and was desperate to get it out. What? She insisted his mum tell him straight away. 18-year-old Johnny was absolutely appalled, disgusted, and suddenly recalled a lot of hype around the bike. <laughs> so the neighbour <laughs> ran up. around the bike. Johnny still gets on the dance floor for Bon Jovi anyway, so it kind of, been, it kind of scared him too much. Steph Burton on Trent. I don't think I'd be that appalled as an 18-year-old. No. I don't think I'd touch the sides, really. Um... Shall we do thingy, Rob? Um, let's do a uh, small business. Yeah, shall we do it? Shall we just fucking do yeah, it? Yeah, because I'm absolutely out of gas. Yeah, I'm so tired. Right. <laughs> Look, I've got one here. There we go. Listening to the pod about Josh Cheech's daughter's cycle, I wanted to give a shout out to Professor Balance, the most amazing human who managed to teach my five-year-old how to ride his bike in an hour. Goes to a Ooh. variety of locations in Scotland and can be found in Facebook in Facebook, on Facebook, by searching Professor Balance or Learn to Cycle Scotland. Best 20 quid I ever spent. Thank you for the laughs and honestly, definitely makes this parenting thing easier. Love the Edinburgh show and keep being sexy relatable. Cheers, Sarah. 456 months. So Professor Balance or Learn to Cycle Scotland is the website. Oh, that's good. Little small business shout out. Hi, Rob and Josh. I would like to shout out my sister's small business based in Pembrokeshire. I used to go on family holidays to Pembrokeshire, Robert, and it is the most beautiful part of the uk this is look i love wales right the only problem with wales is when you Here google go. these pictures i think in the corner it should show you what temperature it was when it was taken because that is beautiful you need i want wind speed and temperature before <laughs> booking holiday that's what they need to do because i've been there and it's windy and cold the beaches are amazing just, just hasn't got the climate has it i, I strongly disagree no, so you, you think wales has got the climate for a summer holiday i do yeah Fuck off. I love Wales. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is not Greece in the summer, is it? No. You know that. They know that. Amazing Rob, surfing. It's beautiful. But, Rob, temperature wind, like please. the sound of the rain on the tent, is there? <laughs> I hate camping. So do I, actually. So it's really hard walking down and you get to a beach, the car park's about a mile away, you carry the stuff, you get there, the kid gets sand in your eyes, you think, fuck this. Let me go to a Hi, Rob and Josh. I'm going to shout out my sister. Still going. Small business. <laughs> Pembroke business. Pembrokeshire called the Cheesy Cow. It's a cafe that sells grazing boxes, baguettes, and every Sunday, Yorkshire pudding wraps, which are incredible. Ooh. She started the business from her flat during lockdown selling grazing boxes while everyone was stuck at home and now has a cafe based on Milford Marina. She also caters for weddings and events with amazing graze tables. Check out her Instagram at the Cheesy Cow underscore. At the cheesy cow underscore. Thanks for making us laugh every week. Rosie. Lovely stuff. Um, we promise to have more energy next week. Uh, sorry if this was a bit low energy. Um, we are struggling, but we'll be back full mass next week, won't we, Josh? Rob, I think it's been an absolute classic. We're really? both in a we're both in a bad way. People love that. Well, I well, we recorded for 56 minutes. This is always a fun game for the listener. See how much shit Michael had to cut out. Yeah. Rob, we've yeah. got to do the intro to Friday's episode after this. Shall we just do the world's shortest intro for yeah. it? 
Should we just do it Listen now? on Friday for an incredible guest. And I reckon they'll be speaking within 30 seconds. <laughs> Look, because they're so incredible, we're just going to get them straight on. Get them straight on. And if you listen, if you heard this one, you'll know why we're getting them straight on. But we'll we'll style that one. If people just listen to that as we're getting them straight on because they're brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> right. See you then. Bye. Bye.